Good morning to you all. The reading today is taken from Acts chapter 9, verses 32 to 43. So it's Acts chapter 9, verse 32 to 43. And it starts, Ananias and Dorcas. As Peter travelled the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a name called Aeneas, who was paralysed and had been bedridden for eight years. Ananias, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately Ananias got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became ill and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please, come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood round him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room, then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Thanks, sir. Let's pray together now. Father, we pray that you would speak to us through your word as we uh, study this passage together for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, across the world, different cultures have different favorite names for Jesus, different ways of of, uh, of calling different names they use for him. And uh, in the deep south of the States, for instance, they, uh, they would say quite regularly, the good Lord. Uh, and uh, it would be the case, it's been the case for hundreds of years, still the case in the deep south of the States, that they would call Jesus the good Lord. And this morning, with, we're going to be focusing and thinking about the good Lord. And in particular, this, that Jesus is the good Lord. So we're in Acts chapter 9 and verses 32 to 43 there. And there are two accounts here of miracles which happened. The first one uh, is this miracle which happened to uh, um, uh, this man named Aeneas. And he's been paralyzed, bedridden for eight years, we see there in verse 33. And then the second one, um, uh, there's this uh, Christian woman, Tabitha, up uh, there in Joppa and uh, in in, um, uh, in Joppa yeah, and she, um, she's died and yet they still think that Peter might be able to, to help them and so they, they asked him to come 
And, uh, uh, and we'll get to those in a little bit more detail in just a minute. But the thing is this, that Jesus is good and he does good things. Jesus is the good Lord and he continues to do good. We, we've seen it in, in, uh, in the Gospels and he continues to do lots of different good things through the book of Acts here. So, for instance, in verse 34, although it's, uh, it's Peter is, is speaking here, and he says, Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Jesus Christ heals you. And so we see here that uh, it is Jesus who is doing these good things. Jesus is the good Lord. Now, it's quite common, isn't it? People will point out bad things happen in the world. They might say, well, you know, you're thinking about um, COVID-19 at the moment, for instance, and they blame God. And they say, what kind of a loving God is that? And when people, uh, when I hear people say those things, or when they say them to me, I just want to say, well, we really ought to think carefully about this, and we ought to look and see what kind of God is here as he's revealed to us in the pages of the New Testament. And as we read the Gospels and as we read the book of Acts here, we see actually that someone who is undoubtedly good. God has become a man in Jesus Christ. He is undoubtedly good. Jesus is the good Lord. And it will be a really good thing today for us to pause, maybe sometime today, perhaps before you go to bed tonight, simply to pause and to, uh, to think of the good things that Jesus has done for you. The good things that Jesus has given you. He is the good Lord. You know if you uh, get a, an ice cold can of Coke out of the fridge and you crack the top and you pour it out into a glass, you've got to be a little bit careful, haven't you? Because uh, uh, if you're a bit enthusiastic, it all froths all over. And it's that overflowing goodness that we see in Jesus, the good Lord. His goodness overflowing to others. And uh, the second thing we see here, it's first is that Jesus is the good Lord. The second thing is this, the good Lord does good things. It's not just that uh, he has this kind of reputation or he has, uh, we think he's a good Lord, but actually you see evidence of it that the good Lord is doing good things. Now we had some really sad news recently, didn't we? The Argos catalogue is being discontinued. After, what is it, 50 years and about a billion copies, they're stopping doing it. I suppose probably because we, uh, we just have a look online, don't we, instead. But isn't that sad? In years gone by, who wouldn't have browsed through the Argos catalogue, seeing all those things there, all those good things, and perhaps some things which aren't quite so good or quite so helpful. But when you look in the, in the Gospels, and when you look in the book of Acts, we see something of an Argos catalogue. Except that not everything's there, because we know that with Jesus, actually there are a huge number of things that he did, good things that he did, which we don't have a record of. But we see a number of them, we see a lot of them here, as we read through the pages of the New Testament, and we see him doing good things here in the book of Acts. Now, as we're thinking of, uh, of students this Sunday, I just want to say, uh, as Christian people, as Christian people, uh, we want to be telling our friends about the good things the Lord Jesus has done. And if you're going off to uni or you're going back to uni, you have a wonderful opportunity and people are never so open as they are at uni to be able to talk about the good things that Jesus has done. Jesus, the good Lord.
So you could, for instance, talk about this miraculous healing that we see here. Um, or you could think, talk about uh, Tabitha being raised from the dead. But there's even better things than that. Yeah, you know, there are even better things than someone being raised from the dead. And those things are these. Have a look in verse 35. Verse 35, it says this, All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon, uh, Sharon is an area, it's a, it's a coastal plain along the coast there, um, uh, saw this guy who had been uh, paralysed healed, and they turned to the Lord. Now, this is fundamental for what we're seeing here in the book of Acts. They saw the miracles and they turned to the Lord. And then you look down in verse 42 there. This became, this is the this, uh, raising of uh, Tabith from the dead. This became known all over Joppa and many people believed in the Lord. So there are good things happen, healing illness, raising this girl from the dead. But the better things, or if you like, the best good things that people believed in Jesus, that they turned to the Lord, that they found eternal life in him. There were people having their lives turned upside down, physically, yes, but even more significantly, and for eternity, people having their lives turned upside down for good, forever. Now that's just extraordinary, isn't it? The good Lord does good things, very good things indeed. Let's look at it in a little bit more detail. So first of all, bringing good in the face of illness. And that's verses 32 to 35. Um, uh, a little bit of geography, Lydda in verse 32, Joppa verse 36. Um, these days, Joppa is called Jaffa. We're going to be finding out next week about a possibility of planting a church in Jaffa. Um, it is the nearest, bit, it's the nearest port to Jerusalem. It's about 45 miles, got Jerusalem on the map, it's about 45 miles northwest of Jerusalem. And if you're going from Jerusalem up to Jaffa, Joppa, same place, uh, about 12 miles before you get to the coast, you get to Lydda. So they're in the same kind of area. And in Lydda, there's this guy Aeneas, and he's paralyzed, been paralyzed for eight years. When you're paralysed in those days, there's no wheelchairs, there's no NHS, there's very little help. All you can do is beg, probably. And Peter comes across this guy Aeneas while he's in Lydda, visiting the Christians there. And look at verse 34. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Or literally, it's make your bed. Make your bed. You don't need that anymore. Make your bed. And then verse 34, immediately, the end of the verse there, immediately, it says here, he, uh, um, uh, Aeneas got up. No physio, no rehab, no gradual building of strength. Immediately. And we see it's Jesus. Jesus Christ heals you. You see at the beginning of verse 34 there. The good Lord does good things. The good Lord is bringing good in the face of really debilitating illness. It's remarkable. And it's good for us to praise him for that today. Specifically to praise him for what he did then. What he did through Peter all those years ago. And why don't we pause and do that sometime today. Thank you Lord that all those years ago that you healed this guy uh, there in Lydda, this guy Aeneas, who had been bedridden for eight years and you healed him. And of course also to thank him and to praise him for many other good things that he does and he's done in our lives as well. But it's not the main thing. 
This really isn't the main thing. You look at verse 35. All those who lived in Lydra and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. When it says all those, it doesn't mean every single person. A better translation probably means a huge number of people who lived there. A very large number of people. And that's the key thing Luke wants to tell us as he writes Acts. The gospel is spreading. People are believing. It's going out and there's ripples from Jerusalem. And it's getting bigger and bigger. More and more people are believing. And you know, if you're going off to uni or going back to, back to uni, I want to say that, that back here, we, long to, we love to hear news and we long to hear of you guys uh, being used by the Lord to help other people know about him. I've just caught Susanna's eye down here. It's, uh, um, uh, uh, has been in Ethiopia, is back here for the moment. We uh, do pray for Susanna as she works out about how to, uh, uh, and when is the right time to go back to Ethiopia. But isn't it good news? We've got, uh, uh, we've got Katie Bennett staying with us at the moment as well, back from Spain. And uh, we long to hear great news of what's happening uh, when, when you get there, when it's the right time for that, for Ethiopia, for Katie in Spain. The Webb's newsletters come out this week, also in northern Spain. But we want to hear good news, don't we, of people turning to the Lord. So if you're going off to uni, let us know your prayer requests. We want to pray and we look forward to good news. The good Lord does good things. So bringing good in the face of illness, lots of people believing in Jesus, and also bringing good in the face of death. And as, as we shall see, even more people believing in Jesus. This Christian girl uh, called Tabitha, she lived in Joppa, and uh, verse 36, the end of it, she died. And the normal custom was to wash the body. If you lived in Jerusalem, you had to have the funeral the same day. But if you lived further afield, you could have the funeral sometime in the, in the coming days. About three days you would have to, uh, uh, to arrange things. And in the meantime, they'd lay the body in an upstairs room. And uh, death comes to us all, doesn't it? So Walter Scott wrote this. And come he slow or come he fast, it is but death who comes at last. But it seems that Tabitha has just been a bit early in life, really. And then the disciples heard that Peter was up in Lydda and maybe he could help. So they sent a couple of them up there to go and get him. And Peter came. And uh, there was clearly some kind of hope that he might be able to do something there. But Tabitha was dead. This isn't some kind of uh, uh, just getting better. She really has died. I mean, we're told several, several times here. For instance, verse, verse 40, Pete sent them all, Peter, Peter sent them all out of the room. And then he got down on his knee and prayed, turning towards the dead woman. She really has died. And, uh, and then he says, Tabitha, get up as, as you would your child when it's time to get them out of bed ready for school in the morning. It's amazing, isn't it? Why don't we, uh, again, praise Jesus that he used Peter to raise Tabitha from the dead. Extraordinary, bringing good in the face of death. Death's a bad thing, it's a horrible thing, it's an enemy, it's a result of evil and our rebellion against God. Ultimately, it wasn't there when the world was created, it didn't exist and we brought it into this world because of our rebellion against God. But here, Jesus reverses that. He puts things back in order again. He brings good in the place of something which is very bad. He brings life in the place of death. As, of course, he will do eternally and forever 
when he returns and when we place our trust in him if we have gone from this life already we have wonderful enormous and glorious hope for those who have gone trusting in Jesus but again even that raising this girl from the dead is not the best thing because you look in verse 42 this became known all over Chopper and many people believed in the Lord many people moved from a spiritual death an eternal death to a spiritual life to eternal life many people believed and we rejoice in that and that's that's the best good thing isn't it that is really is the best good thing so Jesus is the good Lord the good Lord does good things the good Lord's people do good things that's us now, you can see examples of this all the way through the passage. So, for instance, um, it's fairly obvious here that Peter is doing good things. So, in verse 32, he travelled about the country, went to visit the Lord's people, lived in Lydda. And uh, he was doing, uh, he was being kind, he was helping them, he was wanting to be there and see them and encourage them and so on. And he is, of course, the one through whom the healing happened and through whom this raising of the dead happened. Just an ordinary fisherman. And Jesus used him. He was available. He wanted to help. When the two disciples came up from Lydda to Joppa to find him and say, look, can you come and help? He went with them. He didn't say, oh no, I'm busy today. No, he went. He went. And then look at verse 43. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Now, if you were a tanner in those days... Of course, uh, you would be dealing with dead animals. And as a Jewish person dealing with dead animals, it means you are unclean. You would never be able to worship with God's people. And Peter goes and stays with him for some time. And what do you think he's saying? By his very actions, Peter is saying to him, uh, Simon, you're a tanner, but you are accepted as part of God's people. You are okay now. You're clean. You can worship God. You can grow in the Lord. You can be an example to other people. And I want to come and stay in your house and build you up and encourage you in the faith. Simon, you're accepted. Peter was doing good things. And then uh, there's Tabitha. Do you see how she's... Uh, uh, well, Tabitha actually means gazelle. And uh, do you see how she's described there in verse 36? She was always doing good and helping the poor and that's challenging isn't it always doing good you can imagine if she was true to what her name meant a gazelle if she was one of these busy people who was going around helping the poor doing good I mean, we, sometimes the phrase oh you're a do-gooder you're nothing but a do-gooder is used rather negatively but actually it's a good thing to do good I don't think they'd have been negative about Tabitha, would they? Do you good, do good? Who can you do good for to today? If you're going off to uni, you're going back to uni, college, where and to whom could you do good? Why not aim to do something good for someone else every day while you're a student? And don't let it stop when you graduate. 
But are there, is there someone you could do good to? Someone in your, your hall of residence? Someone who's lonely and struggling? Someone who's, uh, who's just come up, maybe got some problems at home and so on? And you can uh, spend some time, get to know them, help them out, be a friend. How could you do good at uni? How could we do good here? But let's be people who are people who do good things. And then um, the third thing is to ask this. What are the best things? What are the best things? And you stand back here and you get a bigger picture. uh, And it's uh, it's just amazing, isn't it? That Luke is wanting uh, to tell us that uh, these two miracles, the healing and the raising from the dead, actually were there to help people believe. That was the fundamental thing. And more and more people are believing. See, if you look at verse 35, you look at verse 42, there are more and more people believing it's growing, it's developing. And we pray that as our Christian students go off to uni, and not just from here, but churches all around, all around the country, all around the world, that actually you'll be influential in helping others come to know Jesus. That's the best thing. That's the most important thing. That's the big idea here. Jesus is the good Lord who works so that more and more and more and more people will believe. And of course it was good for Aeneas. Of course it was good for Tabitha, yes. But even better for those who became Christians. So much better, wonderfully better for those who became Christians. Because that's the best thing. That is the very best thing. And then today, what about, what about today? It may, you may be thinking, and I think probably if you're going off to uni, you will come across people who have a variety of views about passages like this. You go off to uni, you almost certainly find some people who would say, well, you know, here we are, um, here's, uh, here's Aeneas, he's paralysed, so the most important thing we can do as Christians is pray that he'll get better. I remember once I was part of a committee organising youth events for the uh, Billy Graham visit to London in uh, 1989, I think it was, a long time ago. And uh, the chairman of that committee was convinced that the best thing we could possibly do to help Billy Graham was to get a bunch of uh, very charismatic uh, young people across from the States. And he literally said in our committee to raise the dead on the streets and many other uh, marvellous and miraculous things. And uh, so the question is, do we expect that kind of thing to happen today? Well, some of, them, some of them think that those things will happen today. Some folks would say, well, miracles have just stopped completely. And you wouldn't expect to see uh, any kind of miracles today. But the main purpose of the miracles in the New Testament is to authenticate, to show the genuineness of the apostles. People like Peter, for instance, and to verify them. Um, but that's, uh, some people say, well, that's, uh, that's now past, so we, we don't see any miracles today. I would be somewhere in the middle, personally, because I believe God can still do whatever pleases him to do, including miracles. And sometimes he does. Why not? But the main purpose of the miracles is to authenticate people like Peter, the apostles, and Paul, 
and so on. The guys who wrote for us our New Testament, for instance. And so we don't see, I don't believe that we see miracles with the intensity that we saw in the New Testament, or we see in the New Testament today. But of course they can happen still because God is God. But that's not the main reason for them. Because as you look at the New Testament, get the big picture, the main reason was to authenticate, to show the apostles were genuine. So thank God that he did, and he still can, and sometimes still does, work extraordinary and wonderful miracles. But let's keep in mind the reason why they're there in the New Testament. God is the good Lord, and the good Lord does good things, and the good Lord's people do good things. And the best good thing he does is to bring people to faith in Jesus. So we'll pray for our friends and family. So we'll pray for our new flatmates or those down our corridor if we're off at uni. And we'll pray for you guys going off to uni as well. And, uh, uh, and we'll want everyone we can to come to know Jesus for themselves. And we'll do that in confidence as we talk to them about Jesus. Why confidence? Because the good Lord does good things. He does in Hove today. He does in the midst of a global pandemic today. He does it in spite of the fact that we can't all meet together and sing like we uh, uh, would love to do, but we trust that one day we will be able to again. The good Lord does good things. And we will join in in our prayers, in our witness, and in our rejoicing, and in our thank yous to him for all the wonderful good things that he has done that we enjoy. Jesus is still growing his church. Coronavirus is not going to stop that. And he is the good Lord who does good things. And the best good thing is when people come to know him for themselves and their eternity is changed for the good. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you that you are the good Lord and you do good things and you want us to do good things. And we pray, Lord, that whether it's uh, here in Hove or off at uni or with friends maybe who we've known for a long time around the country, please, Lord, help us to be faithful witnesses and to point people to you and to pray that you would be working marvellously and fantastically in their lives, we pray, for your name's sake.